Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. So, when you work in this business long enough, there's always going to be, I think, two things. One, you're going to find yourself in an awkward moment. And two, you're going to look around a room and you'll be like, why is that person here? Like, you're not trying to be rude, but you're a little rude because you're just sitting there going like, I don't even understand why this is happening. Um, so, the... Belichick and 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 you could say like, well, Belichick did this to himself because he actually apologized to the media going back to last week because he was so short and curt with his with his answers. So Bill Belichick loses a game to the Buffalo Bills. Remember, this is a team that they had previously beaten in a essentially a windstorm. Right? The coal and the wind they beat in Buffalo. And uh, Sean McDermott says, hey, let's let's not give Bill Belichick too much credit. Belichick's team has now lost two consecutive games. They get beat by the Buffalo Bills. His rookie quarterback, who had been solid, seems to suddenly found a bout of inaccuracy. He was 14 of 32, Mac Jones I'm talking about, with two interceptions. Meanwhile, Josh Allen, again, as I kind of had predicted, the weather's fine. Josh Allen's a far better quarterback with better weapons. Josh Allen... 30 of 47, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Also rushed for 64 yards and 12 carries. Isaiah McKenzie, not Stephon Diggs. Isaiah McKenzie was the star. 11 catches, 125 touchdown, including a, an incredible 28-yard uh, catch and run. So you look at it, and they, they, they just got whooped. They just got whooped by, by the Bills. And what's happening with the Bills, I think, is kind of what's happening with the Chiefs, which is the reason we play 17 games and it, we, we, we feel like we have to cover every game like it's a Super Bowl, but generally the best teams are the best teams barring health issues. And the Bills were thought to be a Super Bowl team, and now we get this point in the season. And while they may not be at the level of the respect for the, that, that people have for the Chiefs, Uh, Keep in mind, they beat the Chiefs, and it wasn't really close. Granted, that was before the Chiefs went on this long winning streak. So you walk in, and you're like, all right, I got to do a press conference. Let's see what we get. And this happened. Hi. um, Football aside, sorry, but I'm doing a story about New Year's resolutions, and I was just wondering if you had any you wanted to share with your fans and our readers? Yeah. No, not right now. Okay. Thanks. Maybe next week. Oh, it's an old timer. It's an old timer. I think I've already said that. That's amazing. That really happened. That just happened. Incredible. Incredible. Just that that happened. That really, really happened. Hi. Uh, football aside, who thought... It was a good idea to ask that question. What what in her brain thought and and you go like, well, she was there to do a story like at some point 
you got to have a little bit of spidey senses about you and go, mm, maybe get a bag it. Okay, and look, I'm, I'm, yeah, maybe next I'm, week. I'm, yeah, maybe, maybe next week. Maybe, maybe uh, email that one and I'll email your response. How about that one? And, and credit Belichick, like he didn't lose his, you know what? He didn't gear, stare at her. He just, he tried so hard to just, yeah, I don't, I can't think of one right now. Yeah, no, not right now. Okay, mm. thanks. Maybe, maybe next maybe week. Next week, yeah. Maybe next week. Maybe next week. Oof. That one is brutal. That one's brutal. It feels like was that Notting Hill where she did where Julia Roberts did the interview with Horse and Hound? Or where she thought it was Horse and Hound? Right? Was that was that was that, was that Notting Hill? I I honestly don't know the reference. What do you don't know? That, How do you that, not have you not watched Notting Hill? It's one of the great rom coms of all time. I, I loved it when it came out. I just don't know it. I don't know it. Sorry. It's disappointing. I can't ask Bayer. He doesn't know anything about movies. TV shows, amazing. Helmets, jerseys, fantasy football, incredible. By the way, Bayer, uh, thanks to a lot of your advice of my two leagues that I'm in. I'm in the finals in one. All I right. Did play, I did play Joe Burrow. Oh, that's uh, I mean, smart. Yeah. I'm Well, part of it was Lamar was hurt. So, on the other hand, the other semifinal that I lost, I played against Joe Burrow. So, that... I had Aaron Rodgers who had a good game. Joe Burrow was otherworldly. Otherworldly. Uh, uh, go ahead, Iowa. Just question, like, is this a sports reporter? Like, is this woman, did she come from, like, better homes and gardens? Like, I mean, just seemed like she was asking a question that just didn't really fit the vibe of the room. You but think? Credit to her. Iowa, Iowa Sam, you think? You yeah. think she didn't fit I the know. vibe? But, I mean, like, sometimes it's nice to throw a curveball like that, and sometimes no. coaches find it refreshing. No. Maybe not Belichick, but during just, the week. Yeah. No, during the week. At post game, yeah. all you're talking about is the game. And maybe the next game. That, that's it. That's the that's the, those are the only questions. It's already been addressed. Yes. Byer, have you ever been in a press conference where you felt that that sort of awkwardness? Like, I, Jesus. Uh, I was actually in a situation for my own doing, not entirely to that. But if you'd allow me a minute to kind of lay the Go, groundwork tell the story. of the story. Tell the story. So, Doug, by the way, Doug Gottlieb, Show Fox Sports Radio. Go ahead, Dan. So this Hart. is probably about uh, 17 years ago, 2003, 2004, around that time. And I was covering the Brewers for our radio station that I worked for in Madison, Wisconsin. Now Madison's, you know, a little over an hour away from Milwaukee. And I would try to get there on weekends. And as a radio station group of guys uh, that, you know, I worked with in the station, they went and got tickets to the game. I had my uh, press credential and the imaging guy says to me, it would be really awesome if you could get some liners because we were on the Brewers radio network sure. just after the game to say, hey, and, you know, this is at that time. Royce Clayton was, you know, with the Brewers for a little bit. You know, hey, this is Royce Clayton. You're listening to blah, blah, blah. You know, you're listening to Brewers baseball here. And I would give them the call letters and and numbers. And they were not good, Doug. They 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 were bad. And Richie Sexton was the star of that team. This is like an 0-7 start. Now, I asked Royce Clayton. He was great with it. But, again, Richie Sexton is the face of the team, and he was kind enough to do the liner. But he messed up, and I corrected him. I'm like, uh, "Can you? it's actually blah, blah, blah. And he looked at me and goes, He's actually WNBC. <laughs> yes. It's like the Howard Stern yeah, one. Like WNBC. The, the wrong number, you know. And I, and I said, uh, it's, and he goes, he looks at me and he goes, come on, man. 
Yeah, like they're zero and seven to start the year. It was things were not. Was good that in the, the locker year? Room. Was that the year that they started like one and fourteen it, or something? It, it wasn't good, and 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 this whole season wasn't going to be good. And here's Richie Sexton, who is the face of the franchise. Him and Ben Sheets are the ones who have to answer all of these questions. But I go up to him because my buddy, who's the imaging guy, goes, "It'd be really awesome if you could get these liners. That would be really great. We can play, you know." And so I did it for my buddy. But I, I tell that story all the time because I can't imagine what the players were thinking and to their credit not one of them said no but then when I asked a little bit too much after a you know after an 0-7 start or whatever it was yeah I kind of got that look yeah in Sexton's defense though he was probably busy practicing swinging and missing at pitches when you asked him (laughs) (laughs) come on well this comes this comes from the fact that that Jay Stu used to work for uh used to work for Jim Rome and Jim Rome had was like the windmill award or something like that I remember this is you know again this is way back in time and if I remember Sexton that year, he had over 200 strikeouts. Am I, am I about accurate? And that's where you saw so, I me. Mean, they had he, a lot of guys that struck out. Jose but, Hernandez but Sexton, was one. Sexton, I think, sure. led the league, didn't he? Oh, yeah, sure. But this was, this was earlier. Yeah, they, yeah, this was early in the season. They were, they were no good. They were, yeah, it was not going well. And then knowing like, oh, great, we've got 150 more games of this because we aren't going anywhere. Yeah, it was tough. I, you know, I should have known better, but... I asked anyway. Okay, it happens. Yeah, it, it does. It, do, it listen. You it do it happens. for your own, yeah, like that, like to, like in her defense, like this was her, her piece. She did do the caveat of instead of just you know a lot of times they're saying we don't need the caveats, just ask the question. Maybe she was self aware at that point, but yeah, yeah, it's I've tough. already covered it. It's tough. That's a hard one. Because I'm sure she gets no time during the week, but she couldn't get in there during the week and go like, hey, coach, like, look, it's a Wednesday. Just any New Year's resolutions? <laughs> That's what I thought, too. I'm like, maybe if it was. That's a Wednesday question. Yeah, that is not a Sunday yeah. post game. And if it was Bills, a local Patriots. reporter, she could be there for, you know, the Wednesday because it was a home game yesterday. So it's not yes. like the Patriots would be gone. Yeah, I don't. That, that one's just. Do you think she walked out of the thing and she killed it and he was a jerk? No, I think that more people were like, good on Bill for just addressing how he did. Because I think that we all thought, you know, like when you ask Greg Popovich a question and then he kind of, you know, yeah. belittles you a little bit. Yes. He does. I mean, yes. now maybe not as much. No, he, he does. Yeah. He does. Uh, let's take a listen. This is Josh Allen uh, talking about the game. The offensive line, how, how would you say they played, especially when Ike goes down early and had to reshuffle everything? I think it was a Christmas present I got them. They were pumped up, and they played a little harder for them. So never hurts to treat those big guys. And Ryan Bates stepping up, he played fantastic. Ike goes down. Dion comes back in after being uh, at home with COVID and not really knowing much of the game plan and not actually practicing the game plan. That's really tough to do. Uh, I'm, I'm so happy for our guys, how they responded. But, again, we got two more games left, and we got to go. we got to keep going. Do, what, what Do you know what he got, his offensive lineman? Did you, did you guys I, see this? No, I didn't. Uh, Jay Stu, did you see what, what, what he got as offensive lineman? Nope. Missed that okay. one. Okay. So um, apparently he contacted, this is like a, this is a real deal here. Okay. He contacted Bitcoin Magazine CEO David Bailey and planned the gift in advance. He gave subscriptions to Bitcoin Magazine and passed it to the upcoming Bitcoin 22 conference. That, that's what he gifted to. Uh, 
Oh, sorry. That, that was Mac, Mac Jones did that. My bad. Ma, Ma, that, was, that was a Mac Jones one. Josh Allen, on the other hand, his presents were, 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 were different as well. Uh, Josh Allen said, um, this is like, if you go back to last year, he gave big, lavish gifts. Um, uh, this year, this is funny. He was, he was talk, they, were, they were talking about it on Twitter, and we still, I still don't know what, what he gave them. Like, what did he, what did he give them for their, for their, for their gift? You got one giving them Bitcoin and Bitcoin, Bitcoin magazine and a Bitcoin pass. How about give me a Bitcoin, dude? I guess he's a rookie. He's on a rookie pay scale. So he doesn't. Does anybody have any idea what he gave them? You don't, you have to, if you're going to call out those offensive line gifts, don't you have to, don't, don't you have to at least say what they are? What do you think? (laughs) I got him those gifts because the, fo- the there, there's a proper follow-up. That's like Aaron Rodgers saying the proper follow-up question is, what did you get the guys? Right? So uh, there's all kinds of gifts that people get. I don't think it, the gifts motivate people because Kyler Murray got his guys some sick gifts and they didn't do anything for him. They didn't do anything for him. Uh, let's see here. I got, I have Josh Allen the past couple years gifts. But I don't know what, what the gifts are. He talked about the gifts. I don't know what exa- exactly gave. We'll do some. We'll do some digging. Do, do some research. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available twenty four seven. Discover exceptionally common sense. Um, all right, I want to want to turn to a little basketball upcoming next. LeBron James had an interesting quote regarding Russell Westbrook. The Lakers are a mess. Look, it's funny because the Clippers are actually a mess too, but only people focus on the Lakers. The Lakers are a mess. Russell Westbrook was four of 20 on Christmas Day. And of course, there's lots of people who wonder, how does LeBron feel about Russell Westbrook? Should the Lakers consider trading Russell Westbrook? I'll play for you the sound, and then we'll dive in to try and tell you what we think it means. That's upcoming next. Maybe next week. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Okay, so let's, let's, let's do something which is sort of unfair, but everybody does it, so we're going to do it. And... Um, and, and we'll try and be as fair about it as possible. What we're going to do is I'm going to play for you LeBron James sound. I'm going to tell you what uh, the possibilities of what I hear. And then I'll ask my crew what, what they think they hear. Because everybody hears and sees something different. It's one of those things where, you know, the most inaccurate form of testimony is actually eyewitness testimony. Right? Like, go, go ask anybody. Do any sort of research. Just Google, actually. And... Everyone like we 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 do we do this thing, and obviously it worked. How was it twenty five years ago with the OJ trial, right? Where we we like to uh, we like to pretend like scientific evidence is is inaccurate. You know, it's a one in two million, one in five million, one in seven million, whatever, whatever the number is. We like to pretend like circumstantial evidence. Well, it's circumstantial. That's the word we use. Eyewitness testimony. Woo. I mean, think about the word eyewitness. You turn on Channel 7 
in Los Angeles. Eyewitness News. Oh, it just sounds more powerful. Yet when you really dig into it, what you see with your own eyes can be deceiving. Based upon your perspective, based upon any biases, based upon when you watch it, or not even having knowledge of the situation, or just the fact that sometimes your eyes deceive you. You thought you saw something, but you didn't. I could have sworn I saw it. Nope. Whereas scientific evidence, far more accurate. Circumstantial evidence, generally far more accurate. We we actually learned that my cousin Vinny, remember when Marissa Tomei's biological clock was ticking over here. The circumstantial evidence was the accurate one. It was the, the, the type of tires that allowed Marissa Tomei to identify the vehicle, whereas the eyewitness testimony was wrong. So I bring that up because we've all seen the Lakers. We've seen this Titanic type of ship. And, and for the record, like, look, I thought Palenka did a really good job two years ago. And it's hard to continue to remake a team. Just, you know, they had four returning players last year. It didn't work. But when it happened and they started signing all these older players, I'm not the only one to come away with this, but there were people who I know within that organization that were upset with me because I was like, what are they doing? Are they trying to win the 2012 All-Star game? It's 2021, about to be 2022. When you have older players, everybody points to the injuries. That's obvious. LeBron's always already been hurt. And Anthony Davis, who's the youngest of their star players, is always hurt and is hurt. But to me, the the bigger issue is the fitting of the pieces and the fact that the older you get, the less likely you are to be able to guard the basketball. And that's a huge problem. As well as the fact that they bid adieu to to Alex Caruso, who is not just a fan favorite. He does all the little things that nobody else wants to do. And he's unbelievable at defending the basketball. Heck, even KCP, who was their best shooter, was also their best on-ball defender. What are they missing? They're missing defense, missing shooting. So, Russell Westbrook, who... Look, I've had the, I have the, I had the yips. I mean, that really chased me out of the, the professional game on some level. Kept me from ever really getting deep into an NBA camp to get an NBA team. Because I could do the rest of it. But when you can't shoot and you're little, it's hard. It's hard. Russell can't shoot. And it seems to have gotten worse. Because some of the misses are just bad. Which means a lot of it's got to be mental, not just physical. So on Christmas Day, they play the Nets. The Nets don't have Kyrie, who's still not clear of COVID protocols, although he is coming back. And the presumption is he can play at least in road games. And they don't have Kevin Durant, who's, who um, he's in COVID protocols. But they lose to the Nets at home, and Russell Westbrook is 4 of 20 from the field. He missed. He got hung on a dunk, which means you don't get the ball over the rim on a dunk. He missed a ton of drives. I've told you before, like, the weird thing about Westbrook that people don't seem to understand is despite his ridiculous athleticism and the fact the guy does generally play hard it's been eight years or so maybe even longer since he was a great defender on a regular basis can he make plays on defense yes is he tough sure but he's not one of the better on-ball defenders in the NBA no matter how athletic he is and then no matter how athletic he is, everybody points to the shooting. What really kills Russell Westbrook is he's not a good finisher. He's just not. 
He doesn't finish at the rim well for somebody who can't shoot and is a freak athlete. So I, I you know, I, I don't know what we thought we'd get from, from LeBron James, but he was asked about Russell Westbrook after the game. Here's what he said. He gave us extra possessions. He just missed a lot of um, looks around the basket, which I know that he can't stand as well. But, you know, as far as the effort piece, um, if a guy plays hard and a guy leaves it on the floor, we got no problem with that. It's make or miss league. It's make or miss league. It's make or miss league. Well, he's missed a lot more than he's made. And this isn't the first year. And it's not getting better. And it's getting worse. Okay, so I guess the question is, what do we take from it, right? Because Russell Westbrook right now, if you look at the, the raw data, right, um, it's not good. His three-point percentage continues to, continues to sink. I said sink, not stink. It does, in fact, stink, but it does sink. Right? This year with the Lakers, he's shooting 30% from three. That's higher than three years ago with Houston when he shot 50, 26%. Oklahoma City, he was the last couple years, he's right there around 30%. He has not. The, the thought is always as you lose your athleticism, you become a better shooter. That hasn't happened. And then if you look, the free throw shooting has become an issue, and it wasn't. When he was in Oklahoma City, he was a great, not good, great free throw shooter. So you struggle to make layups and finish at the rim. You can't shoot threes, and he shoots too many of them, and he's not a good free throw shooter. Now, I. I I don't know what anybody's appetite for him is. He makes $44 million this year, $47 million next year. So here's the only way I can look at it with LeBron James. I don't think LeBron James says anything that he doesn't have a purpose for saying. Right? Because he knows his words will be parsed. So here's the only two options. Either he's sending the bat signal right, to Rob Palinka. Hey, I don't care who else you get rid of, but not Russell Westbrook. That guy plays hard. He got us getting us extra possessions. He rebounds for us. He does little things for us. Don't get rid of him. Okay, I'm going to put a force field around him. All right, my, my Jedi powers. Don't touch Russell Westbrook. Or here's the other possible thing. We would all agree that that sound was, there was no negatives there. He just, hey man, he just sometimes he missed, he missed some shots. I know he want to make. He played hard. He got us extra possessions, did the best he could. No mention of defense, right? There's no negatives to take away at all. The other possibility is this, and I want you to think about this for a second. The other possibility is he knows Russell Westbrook's about to get shipped off. He knows they'll take anything for Russell Westbrook right now. That, that, that L.A. has discovered what Washington discovered, what Houston discovered, what Oklahoma City discovered, which is you just you can't win big with Russell. He is, as a human being, a great dude. As a basketball player, he plays hard. But you just can't can't shoot. Not the greatest defense. He's had four knee surgeries. Can't make free throws. He just it doesn't really... He averages a lot of assists, but he doesn't create shots for other people. He's, he just... Yeah. I think there's a possibility there that LeBron is saying, hey, I know he's going to be traded. I don't want to be the bad guy. So I'm not going to crush him. Because that's LeBron. He, he wants to be liked by everybody. All right, let me ask Dan Byer. Dan, what do you think the, the purpose for what LeBron James said is? Yeah, I, I actually, I, I agree with that. I do find it funny in a make or miss league that it's usually not from two feet away. 
you know, or at the, or at the basket. Yeah, we call um, that a make or miss league is is a, an expression given to you get an open jump shot, your feet are set, your hands are right, it goes up in the air, in and out, it doesn't go in. You're like, well, you know, make or miss league, that's yeah, a good shot. Exactly. Not you get to the rim, you you nobody touches the basketball, you go one on one, you get to the rim, and then you blow a layup. That's not the make or miss league. <laughs> Correct. Correct. So I think that there is there is a difference there. But yeah, I, I do think that uh, he probably understands that the uh, the ship has sailed and. In a way, doesn't want to throw anybody else under the bus. Um, I think if he did, we would then also attack LeBron and be like, what are you doing? Even though we all may agree with what's happening with Russell Westbrook. I think that's a fair assessment with what you laid out. I just don't know where he's going. That would be the only deal. Yeah, like who's going to take him? Yeah. Because it's it's legitimately $90 million, actually 92. Um, And granted, they don't have to play this whole year. So, and you're not going to... You're not going to buy him out of that much money, right? And he's like, hell no, I ain't taking a buyout. I'm getting every single penny. What do you think, Jace, too? Do you think he's going to save? Because that's always been my thing with LeBron James, who says, hey, I don't hire and fire coaches. Yeah, but if LeBron James says that David Blatt absolutely positively should not be fired, guess what happens? David Blatt is not fired. I'm just using David Blatt as an example, right? Anyway, go ahead, Jace, too. Yeah, it seems like if you're uh, saying that Russell Westbrook tries hard and he leaves it out on the floor, that's like yeah. kind of the minimum that you'll say about the guy. That's not a compliment. That's kind of like an old employer when they're called about you saying he shows to work up to work on time, and that's all he gives you. <laughs> he doesn't tell you about the production, or, or, or we can't really I, win I, with I, it. I agree. I mean, it's like the girl's personality, right? Oh, she got amazing personality. Well, how she looks? She got a great personality, right? I, I, I understand. I do think there's a value in playing hard. There's a value in being tough, getting us to extra possessions. I, I, I don't think that's as negative as well. He plays hard. Is he good? Oh, he plays hard. I don't think he's a try hard guy, you know, an end of the bench, come in Tyler Hansborough and, and be psycho T sort of guy. But uh, I don't know. The whole thing's going to be Sam Wilcox, longtime NFL analyst, former NFL player joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox sports radio. Are the Cowboys that good or is Washington just done? <laughs> well, I, I think we were sort of overestimating a little lull in the offensive production by the Dallas Cowboys. I do think it was it was worth noting, but I didn't think they had hit rock bottom. I still feel good about this offense. And um, I just think they have a little more focus in the eye. I think they can see some lights at the end of the tunnel. Um, and you saw them ramp it up. And I think you're seeing that with the real talented teams right now. Some of them who are healthy, right, and um, who don't have a large uh, name on the, on the list, on the COVID reserve list, uh, those teams are able to dial it in and focus at this time of the year and really ramp up the physicality, and that's what you saw with the Cowboys. I've never been on a team that there wasn't a fist fight on. Guys that loved each other got into fist fights. On the other hand, I've never been on a team that got in a fist fight during a game. Have you seen what happened on the Washington sidelines? Oh, yeah, I saw what happened. And I've seen that, I've seen that happen in games. I've seen that happen halftime. I've seen that happen in practice. Oh, yeah, it, it happens. And usually it's when you're getting the doors blown off you, Doug. Um, you, can, you can get that now. Tempers do flare. Yeah, that one was, that one was interesting. Um, okay, so Kansas City, Molly Wops, uh, Pittsburgh. Buffalo goes in and kicks the hell out of, out of New England. And remember, Buffalo had earlier in the year, far earlier in the year, beaten Kansas City. 
And then you have Cincinnati who crushed a, a, a depleted, you don't have Lamar Jackson, you're a different football team, but they sweep a, a depleted Baltimore Ravens team. If I'm going to ask you, Sam Wilcox, you've been doing this a long time, who's the best team in the AFC? What's your answer? I would have to say it's Kansas City. It's as the way they're peaking right now and the way they're, they're arcing. I mean, think about it. Without Travis Kelsey yesterday, um, you know, they were able to do what they did. Um, I do think the Bengals are growing. They're just young. Um, but you can see certain teams now, the talent is coming together. It's, uh, it's always growing. It's always evolving. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. You've heard that said. Now look at a team like the Indianapolis Colts. They're getting better. And if Carson Wentz can get back to being the guy that we thought he was early in Philadelphia, I mean, how good could that team be? So I still think we're seeing some developing elements for a, a few of those teams that we just mentioned. And, you know, listen, the Patriots, too, I don't go by the last sample size of a loss. I just know it's going to be tough to win it all with a rookie quarterback. What do you do if you're Cleveland with Baker Mayfield after this year? You're going to keep him because you already signed up for the fifth-year option, right? Sure, sure. But you're not giving him a new contract. You know, you're, that's the reason why you signed it, to give yourself more time to figure it out. He may not like it, but I think you just take him in a room and show him the tape of what he played like the other night in Green Bay, right? And say, hey, even you wouldn't sign you to a long-term deal right now and have buyer's remorse. Let's see how it goes in 2022. Hopefully we can uh, stay more healthy around you. Hopefully you can stay healthy. And uh, life is about momentum. He gets off to a good start. They stay healthy around him. They get on a get on a nice seven to eight game roll. People will look at it differently, and the Browns certainly will, because you and I both know they would like to be able to sign him to a long term deal and validate having used the first overall pick in 2018 on him. They just need better evidence, right? Going into the contract, they just need more to hang their hat on. Jimmy Garoppolo does what Jimmy Garoppolo does, right? Big interceptions with with bad timing, as well as he had played leading up to the game against Tennessee. How much damage does that Tennessee loss do to Jimmy Garoppolo's long-term standing with the nine? Like, I mean, I like I think, obviously, Trey's, Trey Lance is the guy heading forward, but at least he was making you think up until this weekend. But based on how he played against Tennessee... I, I think it's it's this year and he's done, right? I think Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch and Mike Shanahan, right, who's overseeing up. I think they're. I think they always knew. I think they bought time with Jimmy G. All the guaranteed money is up. They still have a year left. Um, I do believe if they if a team wanted to trade for Jimmy G, they take it. I think they keep them just until they're sure of what Trey Lance is, right? I think they would play both sides of the fence. They know that to be quarterback rich in this NFL is what you want to be. You don't have to decide. You can keep two guys around. You can leverage one against the other and see how it goes. I, I think they are as astute as doing that as Andy Reid is, for instance. <laughs> and Andy certainly knows it. It's what he did with Baker Mayfield and and Alex Smith, um, he knows that you've got to be very rich at the quarterback position. Remember guys like Kevin Cobb and Nick Foles and all the guys that he ran through there? And he learned it from Green Bay and Mike Holmgren, whether it's Matt Hasselbeck, 
and all those guys that played behind Brett Favre for years, right, that went on to get contracts playing behind Brett and Green Bay because they were always drafting quarterbacks, leveraging their ability to teach them, grow them, and then sell them off, right? And Brett just always continued to be able to play. One day, you've got to always have that succession plan. One day, if your guy can't go, you already have someone who's there. So I don't think the Niners are in a hurry to determine or declare what they're going to do. I think having both guys is, is the preferred option, knowing that one day they are going to have to choose. Still Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Joe Burrow, go. What do you see? He's a terminator, Doug. He's he's a killer, man. He is the deal. You got to see it um, from our vantage point here. The guy does very little media. He lays low. He works hard. Keeps his mouth shut. And then he's sitting there with that Santa hat on, talking about Don Martindale. They almost like this sinister look on his face, right? See. Guy's got this cool, calm demeanor about him, but he knows why he's here. He knows what he's what he wants to accomplish. Not talking about it, he's just being about it. He's like the antithesis of Baker Mayfield, right? First overall pick in the draft, just like Joe Burrow, but you don't see Joe doing a bunch of commercials. You don't see Joe's face plastered to everything. This guy has come with a purpose. His purpose is to win championships, and he already knows his heavy lifting to make that happen with the Cincinnati Bengals. But they've done him right. I, I got to give Zach Taylor a lot of credit for giving them free reign in the offense. I give the Bengals credit for surrounding them with, with star-studded talent like Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and Uzama. Now they got to get better, I think, on the offensive line. They spent money in free agency to get a defense in here. Um, no, Joe Burrow is he's greatness on its way to happening. That's what it is. Solomon Wilcox, NFL analyst, former NFL player, of course, former Bengal. He would, he, he would know. Solomon, great. Thanks for joining us. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you, Doug. Take care. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. That's why Discover matches all the cash back you earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Wait to hear what Colin Cowherd had to say about Mac Jones. That's next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. So usually we're on like 250 affiliates. Today we're on like 350 affiliates. So if you're listening and you like it, cool. Uh, Stick with us. We've been around for a while. We're not going anywhere. It's Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Hopefully you had a Merry Christmas. Get ready for a Happy New Year. You're safe. You're healthy. Protecting yourself. Um, uh, got some thoughts for you on these next couple of days as we don't know how, many, how much sports we'll have. We'll get to those next hour. First, though, we'll do something we do every day on this show, which is we bring back something we heard or saw, Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports 1, we call it. And now. <laughs> What Does the Fox Say is brought to you by Discover Card. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. That's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Uh, this, this was Colin Cowherd talking about Mac Jones versus Josh Allen. Back-to-back weeks, Mac Jones is trailing. He doesn't have the great run support. And what has he done in back-to-back weeks against the Colts and the Bills while trailing in the second half? 
He completes 51% of his throws, two TDs, two picks, a 66 passer rating. That's what he is. And again, I've said this about quarterbacks for a long time. What are you trailing? What are you when you have to throw? What are you when you don't have a great run game? This game, the coaches are great. There's very little to criticize New England and Buffalo. But when this game was done, it all came down to one has a superstar quarterback talent, one has a guy. And that's not a knock on Mac Jones. He's young. He's a rookie. But the ceiling is so obvious once everything's not lined up, he's trailing in the second half, they're facing a good scheme, he has to throw and everybody knows it. Yeah, the, the issue I have with Collins, and I'm, I'm not disputing that. I mean, Josh Allen's a dude. He's got an absolute cannon. And while people jumped off the Josh Allen bandwagon after he played poorly with no running game and crazy wins in Buffalo, we kind of told you, like, this team is built to beat Kansas City, not built to beat New England or even Tennessee for, for, to, a, to a lesser extent, um, both offensively and defensively. But I, I would just... I would say this. Look, Mac Jones, all year long, I told you, I feel like his ball is like a, a putter. A, you know, everybody's played with somebody, they, they say, well, die at the hole. That's what his football does coming off his hand. It dies at the hole. It just gets there. And we could see when the weather got bad and the pressure got worse that it was going to be hard. But we also have to be honest with ourselves and say, hey, look, this dude's a rookie. And he was playing far better than anyone could have expected. And we knew his, his physical ceiling was lower than other quarterbacks. But we also know that when you have that mental ceiling that's higher, oftentimes your career ends up playing out longer and better and substantially more positive than the guys with just the physical tools. My, my point is this. I'm not done with Mac Jones. I knew who Mac Jones was. So did the Patriots. They got to be a little disappointed some of it is arm strength, but some of it is also we gave passes to Josh Allen and others when he's a rookie. We should do the same to Mac Jones. What does the Fox say? Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. All right. Coming up next, um, regifting, gift receiving, and the gift that Washington gave Dallas.